start recording. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Truth First Missions podcast, Biblical Prophecy and the State of the Church. Episode number six, we're here with our brother and evangelist, Philip Ajudiado. How do you say your last name, Philip? Ugare. So we're here with evangelist Philip Ugare from India. He is a good brother in the faith, faithful with the word of God. He's a good servant. He serves people there. Uh, he comes from a lineage of uh, ministers. His father is a pastor. He has a home church there. Um, and his brothers are also serving the Lord Jesus Christ in India. So it's a pleasure. It's a blessing to bring him on. He is also one of our affiliates. He is a national director of Truth First Missions in India through our India outreach. He is the one that we go through and deal with there and work with there and serve with there so we're just glad to have him on so he can share his heart india has been going through some difficulty uh the christian church the body of christ has been persecuted in india because there's been a more radical radicalization of the government uh the government is hindu i myself keep up with certain things that are going on in central asia pakistan and india but Philip today is going to give us a better understanding of what's going on. So welcome to episode six. If you're from any other country and you're listening, thank you for listening. These are the times that we need to turn to the kingdom of God, which is Jesus Christ as king, because the world is shaking. And we want to thank you for listening. If you're listening from any other country, we want to thank you for listening. Those in the United States that listen to us, we also want to ask you to consider praying for your brothers and sisters in India and in difficult places like Pakistan, India, uh, the Middle East, because they do not have it as easy as we do in America. That's one thing we have to remember. So I just want to let Brother Philip have the floor. I want to ask him his first question. Basically, how did Christianity come to India? Uh, Brother Philip, I think uh, your your connection is is okay. There we go. You hear me? Yeah. Is it okay? Yes. Perfect. Yes, I can hear. Yes. So, how did Christianity? I want to re-ask that question for everyone. How did Christianity come to India, and how did it spread? And 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 your and what you know about yeah the, so yeah so here i go uh before that to say about that i would like to give all the glory and honor to the almighty god and i am very happy to come in this uh six podcast interview and it is very good so here i'm going to speak about how the christianity came into india we see uh in ancient time, in AD 52, when Apostle Thomas came to India, before Apostle Thomas came to India, the people of Israel, the Jewish people, were living in India for the business purpose. So in AD 52, the Saint uh, Apostle Thomas came to India and he preached the word of God, uh, the gospel, the good news to the Jewish people. And they accept Jesus Christ as a personal savior. Messiah came to the world and they received it. And later he started.
started to preach Gentile people, the Indian people, and uh, many people received Jesus Christ. And uh, he found in Kerala, the Saint Thomas, the Apostle Thomas came to India in the part of south south part of India, state Kerala, uh, and he found seven churches in Kerala. And uh, when he found seven churches in Kerala, after that he went to um, Chennai, uh, Tamil Nadu place. When he went to Chennai and he was doing the same thing in the uh, Tamil Nadu, he was preaching that uh, true savior, the God is Jesus Christ. The other gods are not the real God, but Jesus Christ is the Lord and savior. And he was preaching like this, and he was spreading the gospel to all the people. But the people of India, they uh, come across against him and they try to kill him. So these people of India, they killed him. The Apostle Thomas become martyr in Tamil Nadu. He found seven churches in Kerala. Through that churches, Christianity spread India, even though the Christianity in India came to uh, in AD 52. Still, the Christianity percentage is very low because of problems. The Christianity is not growing uh, like what you think. So the people of God, they are trying best. They are uh, doing best there for the glory of God, spreading the word. In AD 52, St. Thomas came to India and he became martyr in AD 72. So he was, he came to India, Apostle Thomas, which is considered yes. Doubting Thomas. He's, he, that's what they call him in the New Testament, yes. Doubting Thomas. Yes. He went yes. to India yes. on a missionary journey in AD 52. Yes. And he founded seven churches in the province of Kerala, correct? Yes, Kerala, yes. Okay. And from there, from those seven churches in the Kerala province, you're saying that that's in the southern part of India, correct? Southern part of India and uh, very near. I am studying my uh, Master of Divinity course uh, in that state only. Okay. So Apostle Thomas founded seven churches in AD 52 in the southern part of India in a province called Kerala. And from those seven churches, the Christian faith started spreading throughout India. And you yourself right now are studying in a seminary uh, capacity in that town, in, well, in that province, in Kerala. You go to, you are part yes, of Ebenezer. Yes. Ebenezer. Same state. Yes, same state. Ebenezer uh, Theological Seminary. Amen. Yes. Good. That's good. So Apostle Thomas came. He, he arrived in India in AD 52, founded seven churches in the southern part of India and in, in the state of Kerala. And that's how basically Christianity spread throughout India. Now, you said that yeah. Apostle Thomas yeah. was martyred. You said he was martyred, yes, in India? Yes. Can you tell us yes, any, yes. any more about that? Uh, when he was preaching in Kerala, uh, he preached in Kerala and some kings also uh, converted into Christianity. They believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. The, after that, he went another uh, state 
and he was doing the same thing in that state he was preaching the gospel and these people of india they thought uh, the, you, you know when the concept of gods uh, in india that many gods and goddesses they easily believe that jesus christ is lord one among 33 crore gods uh, the people of india believe in many gods and they used to believe that jesus christ also one of the one of god among them so when they come to christianity when they believe jesus christ is lord but they, when they come to in this faith they have to stop the idol worship that after that they used to realize that oh this is different thing and uh, they used to uh, they become against of christianity this is a new god this is not our god like that they were thinking and they came against saint thomas apostle thomas and they killed apostle thomas in ad 72 in ad 72 and some scholar and some scholar says that bartholomew also he has he came to india and he also preached the gospel some scholar says okay so you're saying that that apostle thomas was martyred in ad 72 in india and the indian yes. society at that time when he was preaching between ad 52 and ad 72 thought that jesus christ was just one of their gods one of many of their gods but when apostle yeah. thomas started telling them to throw away the idols that's when persecution started arising yes yeah uh, when we see the concept of god of india they used to believe in many gods and goddesses so same way they were believing jesus christ also one one among them so they were believing but when they came to in christian faith uh, in christian faith when we come when we follow jesus christ we have to uh, leave all the idol worship that time they oh this is different and this is different they thought and uh, they become against of christianity okay and that was that was because once the idols were confronted once the idols were confronted that they were false gods they were demon gods right because it says that every any other god or any other idol is demonic that's what paul says right other gods are demons yes, even even moses said that in the old testament right other gods of are shahadim right ashadim which means demons in the old testament that's when the persecution arose against thomas yes okay good and i just want to be clear with that because it just shows that thomas apostle thomas paid the price with his life for the gospel in india yeah. what's Absolutely. the what do you know the percentage of your population that are christians that are practicing walking following the lord jesus christ right now do you know the the percentage uh the percentage of christianity we can't say exact percentage of christianity in india because some people believe publicly and some people believe secretly because of the family situation some people used to say oh uh, this and that they used to blame this uh, these people are following another foreign god like that some people will believe secretly and some people believe uh, openly publicly according to the 2011 the percentage of christianity 2.3 uh, but now it is 2011 still no uh, uh, counting of uh, 
population maybe now i i say uh, about uh, according to my experience maybe 4% or 5% christianity 4% out of how many people there's you have a billion a billion people in india oh 135 crore 1. population okay well most people that are going to watch this they're not going to understand the measurement of 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 the amount so we would say maybe 1. Point something billion right one yes, you're in yes. you're in the billions right you're the second yes. india india is the second most populated country in the world correct yeah yes. first one is first one is china um and you're saying that yeah. only 4% 4% of your population yeah. are christians practicing christians and some of those are even underground secretly Okay. 2.3% are publicly remaining people they are secretly they believe 2.3% secretly you're talking about secretly underground 2.3 is publicly and remaining few people few percentages maybe one or 2% they are secretly they believe okay so 2.3% of people are publicly declaring Jesus Christ walking the christian faith out in their country in india and the others are underground yeah. for the sake of persecution family ostr uh, uh family ostracization where you're ostracized by your family uh isolated um and that leads into my next question how has the indian yeah. society how has the the indian how has the indian society been receiving christians in in india in your country how has how has persecution arisen right how has persecution arisen and how has the indian society been towards christians the last maybe 10 years uh when we see about the society of india uh today society changes they speak fake things about christianity uh some people they used to say fake things about christianity this christianity people missionary people are coming to india and they are converting people forcefully or they are uh, giving money like that some people used to say fake things but very uh, some people very good people they are mature people they used to say that uh, uh, really christianity is very good that uh, because of the hospitality and the education system and many things they did very good through that our literacy rate are also growing literature also growing many people education system also this missionary people found okay and how is the persecution yes how has the persecution increased in india has it increased the last few years yeah uh last few years uh, when we see uh, people of india that uh, christianity is very uh, fastest growing uh, around the world as well as in india also it is growing very good uh, because of that this other religion people these are making the problem that christianity is growing higher and uh, their religion is going down so these people become uh, Uh, angry on against christianity and they are trying to beat they are trying to 
destroy the churches and they are doing many problems they are making many problems for the churches for the fellowship for the prayer etc wow so you're saying that persecution of christians in india has increased as of late and you're you're even seeing slander people talking about christians following christ in your nation in a in a negative light they're they're basically spreading lies about the faith correct yes and recently uh, maybe two months ago or one month ago very big persecution happened in the central part of india a state called chatisgarh it was a very big uh, uh persecution people came many people came they attacked on direct on church and they beaten many people wow and that happened in a college you said a state college uh no in in central part of india i was that time i was in college uh i uh, maybe i told you before about that yes i remember you sharing that article with me about a christian yeah. was it a young man you said that got beat in central india for his faith yeah yeah yes yes and what did he say would was he preaching the gospel was he trying to proselytize evangelize what what brought this type of persecution on uh this was uh they were praying together all the people and the group of people came and they attack directly on the church okay okay so that's yes. what it that's what it was i want to i want to read uh, a quick verse of scripture in first uh, peter chapter 5 verse 9 first peter chapter 5 verse 9 this is for all of us mostly in the west that we deal with different type of persecution but it's not as violent and as overt as others deal with in other countries such as india so first peter chapter 5 verse 9 says this and i'm going to read from the new king james version it says here resist him meaning satan resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world and then i like i like the niv version here i don't agree with everything the niv writes please know that but i like what it says here and how it brings out a little bit of the text it says uh resist him which is the devil standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings so we got to realize in america in the west canada america and europe that our brothers in india brothers and sisters churches ministries uh, ministers pastors leaders evangelists all of it the whole what encompasses the body of christ they're going through sufferings in india they're going through it would you say brother philip that the government of india has become more radical hindu hindu at the time that you're living there is it more uh, radicalized yeah right now when we see about the government also uh, they uh, they are also uh, uh, their agenda also to make uh, india like a hindu country like that yeah so they want to keep the identity of a hindu nation in india 
Yes. Okay. And I wanted to ask you, uh, what are some of the difficulties that you have faced and that other brothers and sisters have faced in, in your country following Jesus, whether it's persecution, uh, lack of provisions, how, how have you dealt, how have you dealt with and what have you faced as a Christian, you yourself and other brothers and sisters, you know, ministers as well. I know your father is a pastor. What have, what has our brothers and sisters faced in India following Jesus Christ there in that nation right now? So see, when we say about uh, all country in India, uh, when they follow Jesus Christ, if a person accepted Jesus Christ from their family, the family will reject that, that person. Okay. The first thing. And the family uh, used to say, uh, and the family will reject that person. And the set, second thing people used to say, this, uh, this person converted into Christianity. Okay. So you're saying that... And, uh, and we see, and also... In yeah, you're saying that the family of the person that converts and turns their life over to Jesus gets rejected and gets pushed out. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it is many places like this. If a person from your family, if you receive Jesus Christ, uh, their the family members, they used to blame him, they used to reject him, they used to beat him like that. Wow. Wow. And when, uh, if a person going from the out of the family, he is not having any resource, nothing at all. So to live his life, to uh, fade his life, very hard for that person. Just like it says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 36, a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Yes. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Yeah, absolutely. How is, right now, according to you, and you're in ministry in India, obviously, your father's a pastor, he has his own home church. How have you, how ha, how have you seen the Holy Spirit move in India in this generation? So when we see uh, the Holy Spirit is really working very wonderful, uh, because of the Holy Spirit, we are going many places and uh, preaching the gospel. I have experienced in my life, uh, whenever I went, the Holy Spirit led me to preach, to speak the word of God with a uh, full of boldness. And many people are rec received Jesus Christ as a personal savior. And we are going different, different places. We have many churches here, uh, but we don't have any building. We used to conduct in the house, small houses like that. And many those are coming into Christ. They are really very poor. So when we see about the Greek philosophy, the Greek philosophy, they don't give much uh, priority for the poor. There is no hope for the poor. The same way in India also for the low caste people, there is not more uh, priority. So these people used to, uh, these people are really uh, hopeless people, and we are going 
every person and we are sharing the love of god we are helping we are loving them and we are sharing the word of god through the help of the holy spirit amen so you're saying that there's a lot of poverty amongst christians in india as well yes yes uh, see if a person reach also if a person reach if they when he receive jesus christ the family member will reject him so what he will do yeah yeah he needs help the family if the family pushes him out he's basically going to be left destitute and alone and if the if the ministries and the churches don't have them if they don't have provisions themselves to help others it's going to be very difficult right for for the churches and ministries to provide care housing medicine food yeah. to that have just converted and got pushed out anything else you want to add brother yeah. from what you're seeing in india in these days and how god is using you your family to preach the gospel in india right now so right now the only thing we are dealing with persecution is that uh, we are in prayer by the power of prayer by the help of holy spirit we are going ahead and the holy spirit is protecting us from every uh, problem and uh, we see the holy spirit is uh, taking us many places of india uh, many states of india and we are preaching the word and we are reaching hopeless people to give the hope that jesus christ is the lord and savior and he came for the sinners amen amen and you know i want to i want to piggyback i want to reiterate and piggyback on what you said you're we're in a time right now that the gospel is going worldwide in a very fast way because of social media and other technology yeah. that we didn't have before even us using this type of platform is a way where the gospel is being brought the podcast uh in general i've seen other people from other countries subscribe or just listen in which is great um i want to read matthew chapter 24 where uh we can start from verse matthew chapter 24 we can read you know might as well we can read from verses 4 all the way down to 14 10 verses of scripture we can read that i'll let brother philip get there in his bible so we're going to read Matthew chapter 24 verses 10 or excuse me verses 4 through 14 10 verses and it says Jesus answered and said to them now this was the disciples asking Jesus what were the signs of his coming his second coming right they, they, they were asking him this question what is the sign of the end of the age and it says Jesus answered and said to them take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will deceive many verse 6 and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars that's something we're hearing right now see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet so we got to make sure we're not troubled because the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines we see in that now food shortages pestilences covid-19 and earthquakes what happened in Syria right recently we're seeing this in various places so wait what he he just he's not focusing on one area of the earth he's saying in various places many different places we're going to see famines 
pestilences, which is pandemics and earthquakes, what happened in Turkey and Syria, prime example, in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So I believe that we are in the beginning of the birth pangs or somewhere in the middle. We are in the times of the birth pangs. But then it says this, and this is what our brothers and sisters are dealing with in India, right? Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations. That means all ethnicities, all nations for my namesake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another and hate one another. That has to do with division in the body of Christ. A lot of it has to do with Christians being divided. Verse 11 says, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness, rebellion, lawlessness will abound, meaning increase, the love of many will grow cold. But he, verse 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. So that means we need a level of endurance because it's going to be tough. And the last verse here, verse 14, it says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, all the ethnicities, and then the end will come. So that means that right now, as we're sitting here, me and brother Philip, we're actually fulfilling that commission. Go to all nations and preach the gospel. Even in the times of sorrow, the times of the birth pangs, where we see earthquakes, pandemics, rumors of wars, kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation, Jesus himself, and division in the body of Christ. I, I want to I wanna say that. Division, offense, betrayal, lack of love, because it's about self, self-preservation. Jesus still told us to preach the gospel to all nations, that this gospel is going to be preached. And it's happening in India right now. Brother Philip, what would you what would you say to that? As I just read that, how do you how do you see your nation and how do you see the next revival in your nation? I believe that there's going to be a global revival. It's not going to be something that we've seen before. But I believe that God is going to pour out his spirit one more time before the Antichrist system rises up. So for all nations. Yes, I believe that. What do you see right now happening in India that leads you to believe that? Yeah, right now we see uh, the big revival is going on in, in, in India. Many people are coming to Christ. And also when we see, according to the scriptures also, the um, religion on religion, earthquake and the self-love is increasing. And many things, what the word of God says, that same accurate is happening in India. Wow. So the same thing that we just read in Matthew 24 and those 10 verses are the same thing you're, you're seeing in India as well. Yes. Because I'm seeing it in my country as well. I'm seeing it in the U.S. So this is a global, this is a, when Jesus spoke, he wasn't isolating what he spoke in, to Israel. He was saying that nations around the world, all countries are going to be under this type of um I don't want to use the word attack, but under this prophecy, because Matthew 24 is prophetic in nature, and we're seeing it happen. And uh, we see Brother Philip and myself 
and other ministers of the gospel in India actually laboring for the people there because they are the second largest population in the world, second largest and increasing. I heard you guys, the, the Indian population is actually increasing. There, there's more people. So you got the second largest country in the world, most populated country in the world. That is a harvest waiting to happen. That is a revival waiting to happen. The second largest, most populated country in the world. That is a harvest waiting to happen. Now, I want to let everybody know, Brother Philip is 25. How old are you, Brother Philip? 25 or 24? I want to make sure. 24. 24. Brother Philip is 24. He's an evangelist. He he goes he goes around preaching the gospel. He does uh, gospel seminars, goes through the four books or the four synoptic gospels or three synoptic. Uh, the gospel of John is more of Jesus's divinity. It talks about his divinity. Brother Philip is part of that young revival that is happening amongst young people. He's 24 years old. And he's actually told me that other young people in India, his age, even younger, are actually becoming more hungry for the Lord. They're becoming more hungry for Jesus. And that means that not only in America, as we see in this week, the Asbury revivals of young people in college, repenting, turning back to Christ, hungry for God, that young people in other countries are already there and it's gonna increase. God is doing something with the next generation. For my last question, Brother Philip, I wanna ask you, have you seen an increase of the rise of faith in younger people, your age and younger in India? Yeah, uh, the younger people are really, they are coming to Christ. They have the hunger for the word because many young people uh, suffering from the depression, they, they don't have other way. So that's why these people are coming to Christ so they can get peace, they can get saved. Many young generation, we see many people are depressed, depressed, depressed. And uh, because of this depression, they are not having the other way, but there is a only one way that is Jesus Christ. The salvation alone in Christ, he only can give the peace for their heart. Amen. So you're saying that you're, you said that you are seeing an increase of depression with the younger generation, with the youth in India. There's a lot more hopelessness and depression. Yes. And that's what's happening here in America as well. A lot of young people are dealing with anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, and hopelessness. And I believe God is allowing it, his sovereign will, so he can draw them to him. So he can yes. draw them to him. And I also believe that God is speeding up. Jesus Christ is through the Holy Spirit is speeding up his timetable because the world is coming slowly but surely to an end. And I want to use the word world in a way where Jesus used it. He said the end of the age, the age of the Gentiles, the age of grace. We're going to be going into an age that the grace of God is not going to be here. That's the tribulation time. And then you got the coming kingdom of Jesus Christ. 
And in between that time, you're going to get the rapture. I know there's a lot of debate on the rapture before tribulation, the middle or in the end. We're not going to do that here. But we understand that we are heading towards the ending of an age and we're going into a new age. And that's why you see younger people like Evangelist Philip, Brother Philip, actually being used by God at 24 years old to preach and teach the gospel. I know where I was at at 24. I was nowhere near Christ. Nowhere. I was lost. I was lost. But God has put his spirit in me. He saved me by his grace. And now I'm seeing a younger generation hungry for God, such as Brother Philip. And he's also seeing it, too. Um, Brother Philip, what are the projects that we have coming up in the next uh, the next month in March uh, for those that are interested to help us? If you want to help us out, bring the gospel to the younger generation in India. We would love any help you can give us, even prayer. But financially, your donation will go towards gospel seminars, the teaching of the gospels, all four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, through Brother Philip, myself being sometimes a guest speaker, but he's going to be doing most of the teaching because he is an Indian native. So we want to we want to just update people on what's going on in Central Asia in India, particularly with Truth First Missions. What are your projects coming up, uh, Brother Philip, for the month of March? Yeah, in the month of March, we are going to start the gospel project. Why the gospel project? The question is now, the, why the gospel project? When we see Jesus Christ is the best teacher, and when we see in Romans 10, 17, the word of God says that, uh, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. So now here in India, uh, many people, uh, many children are not reading the scripture, but uh, we are the servant of God. So this is our responsibility to uh, make them to read the scripture. So for that, uh, we are going to have a gospel project because when these people uh, get the love reading the scripture, this scripture, this word of Christ, it goes into their heart. When they hear this teaching of Jesus Christ, and you know, Jesus Christ is the best teacher in the world. So if they hear this word, they will get love. And when this word goes into their heart, when the word of God goes into heart, it creates a belief system. And, you know, by belief, by faith, we can do the mighty work for the kingdom of God. So this is my vision that uh, this vacation, this summer time, we are going to plan that all the children's young generation, they must read the gospel because the gospel taught by the Jesus Christ. He taught many things, many parables, many stories he gave. When this story, they will knew, they will know that they will be encouraged and their life will be totally changed. I believe that this gospel project will change this generation mind and these people will get encouraged because when the word of God, word of Christ goes into our heart, it creates a belief system. And by belief, by faith, we can do mighty work for the kingdom of God. 
and through this and these people will go other people and they will share this what we taught in gospel project they will share these things with their friends and their friends will be encouraged and they will be get uh, the hope or oh, we will also learn like that amen amen brother praise god i mean i'm we're looking forward to it as a ministry to come alongside you uh, and alongside the younger generation in India to bring the gospel, the teachings of Christ to them. What age groups are we, are you gonna be targeting? What age groups? So here, when we see about the age, before to say about age, uh, I have calculated, I have had some experience. When I used to go to preach uh, elder people, Elder people, if they get saved, they uh, many people. If I preach uh, hundred people, ten people are receiving Jesus Christ as a personal savior. When I am going to preach the word of God to the children, ninety-nine percent they are uh, interestedly they are receiving the word. So it is uh, because when the thing is small. We can make it straight down. We can make it. But when it grows, we cannot make it straight and down. So now, the teaching to children means it is making a generation. Yes. Making a generation. So it is better to reach children. I am not against that uh, should not reach to elders. Elders also, we have to reach to elders also. But to children also because children will get very soon very soon they will uh, they will uh, receive the word because they are in a learning process learning process now the age group will be uh, like 8th class to 12th class is our uh, intention our planning to do from 8th class 8th class means maybe 14 to and 12th means 18 14 to 18, 14 to 18 age. If other people also want to join above 18, we most welcome them. Amen. So 14, the, the ages of 14 through 18 years is what we're going to be focusing on in India in this early spring before you go back to classes at a Ebenezer Theological Seminary. Um, anything you want to add? Brother Philip, before we uh, wrap up this uh, podcast episode, anything you want to add yourself? What God has been putting on your heart in a in a short uh, in a short span? Yeah, that only God uh, gave me vision that you must teach to children about the gospel, and uh, I am really happy for that. And I believe this project will change the life of children, and these children will go to their friends and they will share what they uh, taught, what they learned from the gospel project, what Jesus Christ taught them, and they will share these things to their friends and their friends will be excited to listen this. Amen. And like we, like we see in the word, when Jesus taught the children, um, he said that the kingdom belongs to the children. It belongs to them. Yes. Even the disciples were pushing the kids away, but Jesus said, no, bring them to me because 
the kingdom belongs to those to, to such as these. The kingdom below belongs to such as these. So he understood himself, God himself in the flesh, the Lord Jesus Christ understood that raising up another generation is powerful. And we see what the devil is trying to do to our younger generation here in the United States, particularly indoctrinating them with evil and perversion and in other countries, bringing them false religion and, and these things where it brings no hope. That's why depression, hopelessness is on the rise, especially amongst younger people, because now they're going to have to choose the Lord. The Lord is the one. Jesus Christ is the one that brings us peace, joy, and stability. He saves us from our sins, but he also brings that peace and that joy. Jesus himself said, peace I give you. Peace the way the world can't give you. Peace I give you the way the world does not give you. So there's a peace that we have in us that the world can't give, especially now, given all the turmoil that we're seeing. The world cannot give us true peace. The only peace, true peace that comes is through the Lord Jesus Christ and having a living relationship with him, especially as a young person. So I want to thank Brother Philip for joining us today. Uh, one of many other interviews, we'll be inviting him on again as well to discuss uh, the Bible, the, the gospel seminars that we are basically involved in in India and how the results, what are the results of that, of that, how the Holy Spirit is moving in that. Um, I believe that the Lord is calling a younger generation. We're seeing a revival right now in Wilmore, Kentucky. We're filming this or we're taping this as a. Um, as that revival is happening. It's on day seven, day seven. And it's in the college. It's in a Bible college called uh, Asbury uh, College. They had a revival in 1970. It's been rekindled after all these years there. And it's starting with the young people. And I believe there's another revival that's starting in another college in Cleveland, Tennessee. So we're seeing God target that younger generation. And even right now, sitting in front of me, Brother Philip, which is already in ministry, he's an evangelist that's 24 years old. So it just shows you God's program is moving a lot faster than what we think. We just got to keep moving with it and not try to hinder it. So I want to thank Brother Philip for joining us. Brother, God bless you. It's good to see you. I know you got to make a run as well. You got to do something else, but we're looking forward to uh, joining you this uh, spring to bring the gospel to the, the young people there, the youth in India. And our prayer is that they get raised up. The Holy Spirit plants the living seed, the incorruptible seed that can save their souls and sends them out as young people preaching the gospel. And you're a prime example of that. You're already doing it. God is working on you. You come from a great family lineage. And uh, I believe that the Lord is going to do some mighty work through your life. And we are just, we are just, we're actually overjoyed. We're happy to be alongside you. And uh, we're looking forward to meeting you in the future as well. Coming to your home, fellowshipping, breaking bread, and also meeting the people as well of India and ministering to them. So um, with that being said, we're going to conclude our episode. This is episode six of the Truth First Missions podcast. State of the Church and Biblical Prophecy. Please join us for next week as we're going to be doing some more interviews with guest speakers. We thank Brother Philip, Evangelist Philip Ugare from India. Right now, he is attending uh, Ebenezer 
Theological Seminary, Ebenezer Theological Seminary in Curla, where the Apostle Thomas planted seven churches in AD 52. And that's how Christianity spread in India. He's in that same state, taking some uh, Bible classes, sharpening his sword so God can use him in a mighty way. We are also helping him uh, finish his uh, education. We definitely want to ask you for some help if you can help him as well. So you have our website. We're going to leave the links on, on below, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, to send a donation to Brother Philip for his education and for the Bible uh, project that's coming up this spring for the children of India. God bless you. We thank you for joining us. May your families be blessed and safe. If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now is the time to do that. The gospel message is if you repent of your sins, meaning turn away from your sins, God will forgive you through the blood of Jesus Christ. His sacrifice redeems us from sin and death. From there, your destiny starts. But Jesus himself said, we are all bound under sin. We need salvation. We need redemption. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, receive him today. Say, Lord, I need a relationship with you through Jesus Christ. I am a sinner. We've all have sinned. All of us fall short of the glory of God, and we need forgiveness. Once we are forgiven, and once we receive Jesus Christ as Lord, then he adopts us. God adopts us into his family, and we are his children. So I want to encourage everyone listening from another country, whether you're from the Middle East, whether you're from India, Pakistan, Africa, um, any other of the Far East countries, um, we want to encourage you to seek Christ, receive him as your Lord and Savior. There is no other time but today. Today is the day of salvation. Receive Jesus Christ. Let him be your Lord and Savior. Let him grant you peace that the world cannot give you, especially now. We just read you Matthew 24. The world is undergoing birth pangs, the time of sorrows, but Jesus Christ still is on the throne. God bless you. See you on the next episode, and may you enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye.